Uh, I like pussy too much. That's the best one. That's from Honey Boy. Oh, okay. I tried yeah. looking that sound off. I was like, I cannot find yeah, it. Yeah, you can't I wanted- just type in I like pussy too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got on here? Classic. Pig fuck. Yep. It's a good one. No. But, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, well, Drew's late. What else is new? And we're starting because uh, time is money. I read a quote from Winston Churchill that said money and time are interchangeable or some shit. And I was like, he just said time is money. That's all he did. Yeah. He just reworded it. And I tried to find how back far how far back time is money goes. And it just has a bunch of pictures of black guys like tapping their temples. <laughs> That's all it did. That's all it had. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I had some stuff prepared. But if Drew's not here, I don't really want to blow my little my little white hot load yet. Oh, yeah, I, I, we can talk about it is I bought Cyberpunk. Yeah. A year and a half later, I heard that it's playable now. I so, haven't touched it in ages. Yeah. I have some thoughts. Okay. How far did you get into it? Because uh, it's been so long since I touched it. Yeah. I think I got through the first act, maybe. Yeah. So you got to where you meet Keanu? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did the Keanu parts. That was fun. Here's my problem with Keanu Reeves being in that game. The character that he plays yeah. is supposed to be like this extremist, freedom fighter. Yeah sort of domestic terrorist, but at the same time, he's supposed to be somebody that you kind of don't like as the character, the character. Yeah, yeah. you're the, supposed to not like the character. Cause he's trying to eat your brain or whatever, but he's not doing it on purpose. It's just happening. But like, you still bicker a lot. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is like, you believe what the internet will say about him, which is, I just assume true. He's like the human version of a golden retriever. Like he's just infinitely lovable. That's Remember, a good way to He's put a it. super nice guy. And he's playing like a prick and it's just not really credible. He's an actor like Will Smith, where when I'm watching them act, I'm watching Will Smith, but they don't disappear into their roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see Keanu, I see Keanu as Neo. I'm seeing Keanu. I see Keanu in speed. I'm seeing Keanu. Um, I, I could see that. I mean, when, at least when I first saw him, Yeah. Um, I forget his, his character's name, but when I first in, silver hand, John, I knew it was so something dumb. like on the nose. I know he's got a band in real life, but something about when he, the way, like, he's playing guitar and he's a music, like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, hey, this guy has a hobby, but he, he murders people. It's like, I don't he's care. He's a about rock star. Ter- it's like the, it's the most fucking weird kid notebook scribbling type <laughs> of character you could come up with. It's like, yeah, yeah. He's, he fucking plays guitar and smokes cigarettes and he's also cybernetically enhanced and he fucks girls and cool. he, he blows up buildings of the man it just comes off like really like you started know. with something good and then you just kind of i went. don't know it just I, I wish they would have picked an actor that would have like been better at playing a guy you're not sure about like uh like a, i know it doesn't he doesn't really work for the rock star persona but like a walton goggins or like a timothy olinfant or olinfant whatever he could play a guy that you're not sure about a little easier yeah. you know i don't know I just, I was like, that's my only gripe with the game. So that and the whole mind jacking into people's memories yeah, that, is not as, weird. it's not as fun as the developers think it is. It, no, <laughs> they, like when they first they introduced make you do it, it so fucking much. Yeah. Every level I'm having to like play a little like I spy game with thermal vision and figure out what's going on. I'm like this, just let me drive around because the, the, the strengths of the game are the environment are, are beautiful, wonderfully realized, feel really lived in. The atmosphere is awesome. I can walk through 
the slums or like the Japantown areas of that game. And it just feels yeah. like I'm in Blade Runner, you know, and I don't know, that stuff really works for me. I want to like live in that world as much as possible. But every five seconds, I'm like, oh, they just made the graphics really shitty. And I'm watching just somebody's somebody's life. Somebody's, I'm somebody's watching a docu Masturbation on a- memories or whatever. <laughs> somebody's like, it's quite literally a spank yeah. bank, dude. You know, I, I do like, though, because I just found this when I first started playing it through just getting lore info from YouTube. Yeah. There are a lot of secret items you can get. True. So I managed to, at least during my playthrough, I found a secret katana, like in the first level of the game. Oh, yeah. Grabbed that, and I got the mantis blade, so now nice. I have swords in my arms. That's tight. That was yeah, something like that's cool. Like, I want to play it like I play any other, like, uh, immersive sim RPG kind of thing. Uh, but, but, yeah, every time they rip me out of the, my fun, they're like, oh, you're we're the fun police. You're having too much fun. You got to go watch a video of somebody getting their memories wiped in a dentist chair and figure out where they are in relation to the pizza box in the room. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm like, again, whoever designed these levels, it's like, let's do six less of those and put a little more oomph into letting me be a guy who can run on the wall because I was told that I could wall run and they took that out of the game, but whatever it's playable now. I know it had its issues and it was really like busted when it launched. Not for you though. Cause you have a good PC. Yeah. I had, I really didn't have too many issues. I mean, there was a lot of stuttering, a lot of just like yeah. I haven't, I haven't lag, ran but. into much of that. I've run into like a few T posing issues. That's uh, that's my two cents. But I've been playing the shit out of it. I like it. I don't know, man. Where's fucking Drew? Yeah, I gotta find it. Tells bitch ass he needs to get here. God damn. But he's been off the grid for like a month now, yeah. two months maybe. It's because everybody. I got COVID at one point. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, which that must have fucking sucked. I got the Chinese virus, and <laughs> that sucked. That was weird. I will say that was the weirdest sickness I've ever had. It fucked me up on a like a, a headspace level as well as a physical level. Ooh, I'm better now, but it's like you feel like you're never gonna come out of it. It's like goddamn, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. I stopped first because of COVID, and then I was like, all right, let's get the gang back together. And everybody's like, yeah, we got stuff to do. I think Haven's got a girlfriend now. Uh, he's he's, he's some seeing someone, yeah. Yeah, he, that's taking up a lot of his time. He's also doing his uh, Marvel, DC, uh, Star Wars, Funko Pop podcast. <laughs> I, was like, how, uh, I was just waiting to see like how many different pop culture yeah. icons you're going to name. <laughs> he's doing the Soy Face podcast. No shade. I forgot about that the term. So, the, oh, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Oh, speaking of soy face, did you see the trailer for the new Clerks movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I, I, that looks bad. It looks real bad. It just <laughs> it looks real bad. It just it just looks like a like a videoistic memoir. Is that fucking Drew? Finally. God damn. All right. Hold it down. All right. Welcome to the Dan Solo podcast. Been waiting all day. I just remembered something like, uh, at least gaming related. So I'm still damn near balls deep into Star Citizen. Oh, yeah. You're pretty hard on that game. Well, I have a group to play with now, which is awesome. Which is nice. It makes a big difference. Yeah. It actually makes it worth for. I mean, I haven't played in two weeks just because between work and. Moving the other and half. Having in. sex with guys. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. Well, you remember when you played. You remember um, 
like the big events and shit that they would do. Yeah, Xeno Threat. Xeno, that was fun. Uh, they had two added two other ones called Jump Town, where basically you get boxes boxes of space drugs and you sell the space drugs to the space government for money. Interesting. Yeah, you make a lot of money doing it. And then the other one is so you're basically uh, the CIA in the 1980s. Yep. Basically. And then the other one is called the Ninetales Threat. And they're like a space gang of like shitty pirates that you kill them. The and Pokemon, these guys? Ninetales? That was my first thought, yeah. too. <laughs> like, really? Of all the fucking names in the world? So. All, the, all of your gears. Do you not have headphones? It's all good. It doesn't even come to class prepared. Oh, I was going to say, there's some in the garage, but either way, it's two and one, six and one, half dozen. I can't, I can't Six do and math. one and half dozen. Two in the and other. one, several dozen in the other. Two in the hand, one in the bush. Two in the hand, one in my mouth. So yeah, the developers decided, oh, let's start this event before we do a big update. Where and we- wipe everything? Yeah. That sucks. Well, because they added the persistence thing. So last handful of updates, I got to keep everything. That's cool. So anything I bought in game. Yeah any of my in-game currency it stayed but i guess a bunch of players found exploits and shit and they're like eh, we're gonna wipe, gonna everything. wipe everybody again yeah because they introduced um a way where you could sell items now yeah i noticed every time i died to a dumb glitch i would appear in a hospital gown with my ass hanging out yep and i'd have to run to some place and get more gear yeah now you don't have to do that you oh you're just- all your stuff's in a little cooler compartment of your drew chair yeah, I got you set up there. Oh yeah. All right. After minutes of Tom fuckery, I'm now. <laughs> yeah, that I'm was now after minutes. Yeah. Well, boys, we are in the heat of it. We're deep in the hot, wet throat of another Florida summer. Oh. I know, Dan. You've been working mostly nights, so you've been avoiding the sun. How uh, have you been keeping cool, Drew? What do you do to keep away from putting that old nickel barrel in your mouth and blowing yourself into a nice, comfortable, cold grave? I went to Arizona for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I had in my notes here, because we gave you Pride Month off, um, just as an act of, you know, like, respect. Um, oh, thanks. I thought you were in Gay Sexburg, Colorado, uh, getting spit roasted. I thought that's what was happening. <laughs> Um, that was an ash fork. Ash fork, which is someone that. <laughs> oh yeah, you says that picture, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's yeah. yeah. It's like someone that says, like, I want to name it ass fuck, and then they said, you can't do that. We can't technically do that. No, like, but they have climax Pennsylvania. They have, yeah. You know, they they also have people always talk about what was the one we saw in uh, on the eighth grade trip, and everybody was like snickering about it. Oh, that was intercourse Pennsylvania. Intercourse Pennsylvania. Everybody yeah. turned into Beavis and Butthead for the day. <laughs> yep. going, oh, you said it, you know. Pennsylvania has like a shitload of cities that are What's named after like What's weird is that it was an Amish things. town, which are known right? for- uh, Not having sex. For, well, no, they're known for having sex with their own family members, and uh, but they're never going to hear this, so I can't get in trouble. So they're, <laughs> they're and also they- See, say what you want about yeah, the Pennsylvania I, Dutch. They, I guess. They, I guess they kidnap people too, and they, because they're like, I can't make another kid with my great-great-granddaughter wife. You know, I, I can't do that again. They're going to come out just made out of toenails. So I, you know, we- <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's just a tumor with it's blinking at me, so I'm gonna kidnap 
somebody, and I guess some of them go on rum, Rumspringa and then just never come back because, like, who would? Yeah, yeah. You get the taste of the There's real no world. I mean, they, know. That, that's the whole thing of I'm it too. Go, like, they have the option. Like, am I gonna go back to the fucking the flea market and fry chicken while I don't make eye contact with men, lest I get beaten by my fucking weirdly bearded husband? You know, <laughs> that's like those women's whole yeah. lives. Yeah, it really is. So, and if you stay, you you can't come back. Good, I'm not fucking coming Seriously. back. Seriously. But I hear they all, there's a big, uh, there's a high rate of them do, getting addicted to like heroin because they're like, why? Well, I mean, when you're that repressed for so long, you just, you, it's like they let you out. Like imagine you're on a farm in Pennsylvania and all of a sudden you open a door and you're in fucking like Los Angeles from Blade Runner and <laughs> it, it, it's just, you, you, you go into like a like a, a weird fit and you just want to try everything. Like you're sucking and fucking and injecting shit and snorting I mean, stuff and whatever. And a, a lot like there's like, that makes high, sense. yeah, exactly. You just want to, you want to hit the, 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 the turbo limp. What is it called in video games? The turbo button. Yeah. That nailed it. Yeah. You hit the turbo <laughs> button. It's cause they don't out. know what, they don't know what things are. So <laughs> blow out. literally anybody could just be like, Oh, this is supposed to make you feel good. They'll go, okay. Let's keep doing that. Yeah. Because they don't know moderation because their whole lives they've just like, I've been I've been raised in barns and I've been working. Moderation didn't exist. It was all chastity and yeah. re- repression. The craziest thing they've ever done is like thought about fucking their horse. That you know <laughs> what I mean? But they're like, I don't I don't know how I'd make that work. I'd get kicked probably. <laughs> but I don't have the I don't have the means and resources. I guess I could build something, and then they start designing shit in their head. But yeah, we uh, build a barn in two four two point five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the opposite of termites. Yeah, which isn't racist. And they <laughs> and they they have the best furniture. If there's three things that's going to survive an apocalypse, it's cockroaches, Twinkies, and Amish furniture. I had a Twinkie yesterday. I'm proud of you. I, tuck a, I snuck a little sneaky one. How'd you feel after it? Uh, awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you feel like, um, you know, when you like swallow air to burp? Yeah. You feel like that after you've eaten a Twinkie. You feel, it's just, you've got this pressure in your chest. I think that might be heart disease, <laughs> but. No, I think that was your blood sugar spiking. I don't know. Whatever it was. Is but, it just me or is there like not ever as much cream as you're expecting in the Twinkie? They've before? cut it down on that. And I'm actually pissed about this. I'm glad you brought this up, Drew. I was talking to Donovan about this the other day. Have you gotten a double stuff Oreo lately? No. Okay. So this is my, my, my theory for years that double stuff now are or regular Oreos back then. Especially now because of fucking, okay. Inflation happens, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. You go to the store today and get a double stuffed Oreo. It's the same as a regular Oreo was when we were children. Exactly. And then you get a, like a, a, a mega stuff Oreo and it's laughably like barely a double stuff Oreo. And you know, the, the cream used to come to the edges. You know what I mean? It, it's like, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm fucking pissed about, you that. know, I, I, this to cre- moon pies have also cut down on their, uh, <laughs> on their marshmallow. You know, there, there's noticed, more, there's too much, they're dry I, as fuck already as it is. I haven't noticed moon pies to be honest with you, well, but I eat like out. a, like a row of Oreos a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I had this, theory pretty much as soon as they started doing it it was like i am getting less and i know it i didn't understand me. inflation until i thought about my oreos and how i was getting fucked in the yeah. ass by by <laughs> nabisco or exactly whatever. and God, people no. now are talking about it as like i've been saying this shit for like half a decade and all y'all called me crazy yeah you have to make Who's your the own crazy one now you have to make your own 
like double stuff, triple stuff. You know, you can't. And, and I, I have to, to eat a whole two rows now to yeah. get double stuff. <laughs> you might you might as well buy two packages of Oreos to get to one of the regular kind. And it's not just Oreos, it's everything, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I'm sick of it, and I want my regular Oreos, and I want my Nickelodeon magazine, please. Well, it's a good thing they turned the Super Hadron Collider back on, so maybe we'll be shifted that. into a timeline where I you can enjoy like a sixth, real double-stuffed Oreo again. The sixth, that was what when it happened? Uh, I meant fifth. To, it was on the fifth. It was on the fifth, yeah. I heard about that happening, and I was like, are they just going to spin a particle around again? I like how that's just like a thing scientists do. They're like, let's smash two atoms together at the speed of fucking like double the speed of sound. And they're like, why? It's like, I don't know. We'll figure out what'll fucking happen. Yeah. See what happens. Is there any practical reason for this? Nope. We just, we can. It's just to understand how the, and that's, that's the start of the fabric of the universe. Yeah. That makes (laughs) another big bang. That that makes me understand. Hard reset. I'm all for that. Yeah. That makes me understand conspiracy theories, like their point of view a lot more. It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe some shit, some wild shit is going on, but best case scenario, we go into a reality where the economy isn't shit and we have real double stuffed Oreos. Worst case scenario, Scenario, we have a black hole. It's fine. I think the best case scenario would be when, when we're all like uh, hooked up to like like dialysis machines, like like, in, like uh, the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. I want to be a battery for some robot. That's fine. I'm a, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> just live in your own yeah, subliminal world. Just make it, I'm like, as long as the liquid is like an IV that is. I'm like Joey. I'm like Joey Pantelianos, and I'm like I'm like put me back. I don't want to know where. I, I don't want to know I was there. I don't care. The fucking steak tastes good. That that's all I want is a nice steak and to not know the horrors that I know. Kill all my friends. I don't give a fuck. I'll go back. Put me back in the fucking pod. No, oh, we were supposed to talk about how you're keeping cool. That's what that was my original question. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, my you went to sh- Arizona. Yeah, my short answer was I went to Arizona. It was dumb. <laughs> I mean, it was 112. That's but as, as soon as I like, like I understand, I fully understand people from out west that go. It's a dry heat. Because yeah. I felt I felt a direct before and after is like if I was outside in the sun all fucking day in 112 degree weather, but with no humidity, as soon as I stepped foot in a building, I was fine. Yeah. You're also a normal weight. Somebody like me, it's going to take me a minute. It's a lot of layers to cool off. Okay. But even still in Florida, it takes like the entire 24 hour period. Yeah. To just you have like a get thin, yourself down to a degree. You have a membrane of like thick, viscous, humid fog around exactly. you whenever you're walking around. Yeah, that sucks. It, it lingers for fucking ever. People, I hate People are like, Florida. oh, the beach is the best and stuff. It's like, no, it's not. I got a hard on for hating the beach because when I was a kid, um, I was taken to the beach by a, a very like neglectful friend of the family. And I was probably like, I don't know, like seven or eight. Nah, probably eight or nine. But you ask an eight or nine year old, hey, yeah. do you want sunscreen? They're going to be like, no, that's gay. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so that's exactly what I said. So we were out there for like nine hours. Holy shit. The next morning I wake up and I have like, the doctors were like, this is pretty much like a third degree sunburn. They're like, it's like a, you know, it's not like a third degree burn, but it's like third degree sunburn. It's the worst we've ever seen. It's like your, your son's going to be a blister. For a while. Holy so shit. So it was the I had to stay home from school and just like dump aloe vera all over. Not aloe vera. Is it aloe vera? Yeah, aloe vera. Aloe vera. All over myself. Um, and then the worst of it was when I had, it was obviously it was the worst on my back. And I had, I went to bed one night after having aloe applied to my back. I woke up the next morning and I just like, all right, time to wake up. And I was like, and I was stuck to my sheets. Oh, <laughs> shit. I had, they, everything had dried. Damn. So my parents had to like 
peel me off of my sheets while they were like squirting me down with a squirt bottle. Ooh. And I just, just dude, it was, I was like, fuck the beach forever. I'm never going out in the sun. Yeah, I'm I, probably going to die of skin cancer of like some horrific, <laughs> some horrific mole on my back that is changing like a, a fucking amoeba under a microscope as we speak. And I can't see it cause it's on my back. So, you know, that's probably what'll take me out. I, yeah. I think cause of that guy, I, I used to not I have, I hate the beach too. I used to <laughs> not have, fucking yeah. I do too, but it's just, factor of growing up in a beach town and everybody's like, I love the beach. Like, the beach is fucking gay after it a sucks. while. Yeah. The only thing good about it is, you know what? No, there's nothing good about it. Honestly, I'll take the, like being out on the river yeah. more, more than the beach. As long as there's a moving body of water. I don't know. Boogie boarding is kind of tight though. I say that and then like catching a, catching a body surf, poking a dead jellyfish. Those are fun memories of being a kid. I used to not have freckles on my back. And now I'm just covered. So. I think that's for probably from your sunburn. Yeah. That's a hundred percent from the sunburn. Yeah. A, a thousand percent. Like I was like a very similar age, maybe even younger, but like, uh, my parents took me to uh, Vero beach. I was just like playing in the sand near the ocean, whatever. And these two giant waves decided to combine toward the sea line and like literally drag me into the ocean. So that's a rip current, isn't it? That's, that uh, is, that's, that's a rip current. And yeah, so then I was basically caught in a rip current at the age of six and my parents had to like literally like pull me out of yeah, the fucking some, water. Some beautiful glistening svelte guy with a, one of those paddle boards came out and saved you and set you up for a life of latent homosexuality. Yep. And that's why I took Pride Month off. Yeah. <laughs> let's switch gears, guys. Let's uh, let's talk about what the reason we're here today. We're finally getting around to the acronym that I'm still not 100% sure what it stands for. The SCPs. Secure, contain, protect. Protect? Are we sure it's protect? You're looking at it. Okay, good. Dan's got his... Ah, that's funny. I don't know if that's ironic or not, but the SCP Foundation Wiki uh, has a Pride Month uh, (laughs) logo. logo. That's hysterical. (laughs) That's like when Raytheon... They be, or like Lockheed Martin is like, we support Pride Month. We're going to make all of the bombs that we drop on brown people have little rainbow <laughs> stickers on them. But uh, Drew, you kind of should take the lead here. Uh, I just wanted to say, though, like it's the SCP Foundation is simultaneously the coolest and the most risky thing in terms of combined storytelling. It can get really lame really fast. Yeah. The shit posts are cool and funny a lot of the time. Um, but we'll talk about it with like the back rooms. Like it's quickly becoming like memeified and there's a lot of like react videos and people are making like shitty video game versions of it. And it, it's kind of turning into like a low effort thing. But the SCP foundation has always kind of maintained this self policing of, you know, they always have to be in a certain style written like a scientific report. Yeah. You know, there, there's a shared knowledge. So certain things are off like, limits. To yeah. Write it's about. like, it's like unwritten rules. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, as, it, yeah, like as far as like the restricted stuff, I don't quite know about it. if there's like a solid thing of like, yeah, well, this they, they cool say like SCP 001 is they're holding a contest to figure out that, you know, they're going to yeah, like yeah. judge what's going to be the, the coolest story. What is SCP 001? What could that be? Whoever comes up with the coolest idea, it gets to have that. They don't play it 100% for serious. They're still like, 
breaking the fourth wall a little bit, but at the same time, it's like everybody's buying into this. And it's a good launch pad for all these creative writers. And they're kind of weeding out the ones that are like, all right, man, that's low effort, you know? Yeah. But it's fertile ground for content. And it's funny that Netflix or all these companies that are just like trying to make a bunch of content to fill the air, like there's not really a good example of a show or a movie. There is a couple that you can point to and it's that's kind of influenced by the SCP idea, but none that are outright based on the ideas proposed. I don't know how that would work legally with paying the people who have come up with this stuff. It, it the, the like the whole nature of it is that everything is under um, common rights. Creative, com- okay. Creative Commons. So they could scoop that up like today, which so, I yeah, don't know. So- what, but I feel like if, if it were just like two people writing it, in a room, it would never be as good as like the communal storytelling that happens yeah. with this, which leads me to say like the, probably the the biggest example of a show or a popular thing that's ba- sort of loosely based on like SCP level stuff is um, that Netflix show, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. You know, now, now what is Stranger Things? It's like, uh, cause I've never seen, it's like what, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street for trans kids. Is that, <laughs> is that what it is? I don't even know where the fuck, you got that because uh, they go no. into dreams and then they're more alternate <laughs> reality than dreams. Okay, yeah, it's like alternate well, reality. Like, let me just whatever. go ahead on a limb and say it's probably not something I would enjoy. It does lean a lot into like eighties nostalgia, yeah, so you I'm would over, hate it. I'm over that. Um, I'm sick of neon, and, and then it's yeah, and it's gotten into the point of like kind of like government conspiracy. That's and, the stuff I like, though. I like the idea of. Guys, uh, you know, a dry sciencey take of dudes in a lab trying to figure out something that's completely unexplainable. The best example recently is Shin Godzilla. Yep. It's just that movie. That's the only Godzilla movie I've ever seen where it's like the human element is not about emotion or family or stopping a space uh, monkey man with a weird metal pipe like in Godzilla versus uh, Mechagodzilla. It's about smart people in in rooms talking about how to solve this problem practically with the means at their disposal, which is what the SCP Foundation it pretty much is. It's like we have this funding and we can do X, Y, and Z. There are rules. There's like there's a code of conduct that we follow, and at the same time, there's like procedures and protocols. And I'm so stoked when I see stuff like that because it's like, ah, there are rules to this. Maybe I'm a little autistic, but I'm like, there are <laughs> rules to this. No, it's best when there's restrictions yeah. because the most creative just like, things are to work around those restrictions. Yeah. It's not just fantasy or fantastical. It's like, there's that movie Underwater. Did you see it with Kristen Stewart? No. Surprisingly not terrible. It, it, was, it was kind of panned. Um, it was kind of put in a holding pattern for the longest time because TJ Miller's stuff came out and he was in it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's basically, it was a stealth Cthulhu movie. They didn't market it as a Cthulhu movie, but at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, Cthulhu shows up. Yeah. And deep ones show up and stuff. But the way that they, like from the second that movie starts, they're trying to solve an issue. Water's coming in. We're depressurizing. There's only this many suits. We have to repair this. We have to get to this place to open this door. It's like they have to solve the issue in front of them to get to the next thing to stay alive. And I fucking love stuff like that. Smart people trying to figure out how to get out of a, a, a life and death situation. So you apply real world logic to something that's completely unexplainable. And it's hard to stick the landing with that, but I'm always enjoying the ride when it's happening. It's, it's more interesting than seeing a bunch of little dumb shits doing the same thing. Yeah, like... Uh, 
I don't know. It's lazy to me. I let on like I, I know zero about it, but I, I do skulk Twitter and I've muted every Stranger Things related term I possibly could, but somehow shit still seeps through. But you have was, to mute like D&D shit too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really and do. Metallica now and stuff like that. Like I had yeah. to mute everything. I guess there was a quote where uh, I guess they're trying to like kill five monsters and they're like, uh, the quote was like, he's killed four monsters. There's only one monster left. And it's like, that's the level of writing where I would, you know, conversely, Shin Godzilla, again, my, my one and only example, because it's all I can think about right now, because I just watched it the other day. It's like there's just guys in a room and they're like, look, we can put coagulate into its body and stop its cells from, uh, you know, metabolizing or whatever. And we, that'll buy us enough time to ram trains in it. And if we do it right here, we can get all the trains that to meet in this one area and, you know, fill them with bombs, all this stuff. I, I'll take that over the end of 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I love that movie, but it ends with her throwing a Molotov cocktail at a, at a fucking uh, advisor from Half-Life 2. And it, it's like, that's how she wins the day. You know, it's, it, it's, it's great up until that point. It's a it beautiful, brilliantly crafted horror film until they have mm. to do the, like, the, the stick the landing thing. And I think that's what communal storytelling works so well is because it's like, it keeps going forever. Yeah. And if no, it needs to stick a landing, someone else can do it for you. You just pass like, that baton. Like, if someone else can do it better, yeah. by all means, right. take it. So, Drew, tell us about, what is he, SCP-49? Yeah. Now, I'm bad with numbers and names. People can tell me that, like, uh, today I met a, a person, and they're like, hi, my name's whatever. And immediately, it just dumped out of my head. Oh, yeah, no, like, I'm the same thing with numbers. With, with this whole community, like, they're all Autists? categorized. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that too. We're, like they're all categorized by numbers. I don't remember them for shit. Right. And for some reason, like when I watch these videos, it's like SCP three forty eight. Right. It's yeah. just like I don't know who the fuck that is. Give me right. a name. Yeah, that's where you just start nodding. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. It's like I am just accepting this fact so we can move past it and get to the rest of the video. Okay. Right. Um. It's like I I I know them by the names of what they're actually given because some of them are just that they're just that more interesting. Right. Um. So with this specific SCP, it's the play doctor. He's named that because he's a plague doctor. It sounded like plague. he said play doctor. Yeah. Plague doctor. The guys um, with the, the, the conical bird like noses from the, was yeah. it the bubonic plague era? Yeah. Yeah. And like namesake because he looks exactly like that. Yeah. Carries around a little. And the play doctor, that's an entirely different SCP. Yes. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it just gives you imposter syndrome the entire time. He's just, he's playing doctor. It's Dr. Dick from the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Or like the one character from like really every adult cartoon that's just an everyman. A play, uh, well, bad doctor is a comedic trope that always works. If you want to, yeah. if you want to get a laugh, have a doctor be, you know, have either terrible bedside manner or be bad at their job, and you'll always get a laugh. You know, like Arrested Development has one. I mean, that's what most of Scrubs is about. Yeah. You know? But anyway, the plague doctor. What I like about this one is. Uh, some of these wikis are very tough to read. They, they come off very like, you know, the, the learning curve is steep for how they're written and what, how much stuff is like redacted for effect. Yeah. This one was very like, it had a good narrative. It seems to me that it was written by one person and it also was really well voice acted with these nice little, these little audio clips mm -hmm. that they played of these interviews with this character 
you know, he, he starts speaking French and then he switches to English because he's like, a, and, and, you know, they have like a picture of an x-ray that they did of him where they show that the, uh, the, the bird beak thing. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's like actually his, it's his, skull. Yeah, his face. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I love, it's like, Ooh, somebody took some time into this. Yeah. They say like his robes are growing out of him, you know? Yeah. And, um, where they didn't really stick the landing for me though, is like not going into more of what he thinks the pestilence is. That wasn't really well written. Yeah, there. When he when he's like, that's like the biggest kind of cop out. Is just yeah. like, oh, he he thinks of like this pestilence, but they never. Like you just say it's just like, oh, he, he never right. explains what it is. Yeah, let, let I'll, I'm okay with room to infer. That's just the right one, right? Imply what infer, you want me to yeah. infer. That's fine, but like, um, leave a couple breadcrumbs to put me in a couple different directions. He just seems to get angry whenever anybody asks. To the point where I thought like. To me, it's very like, condescending too. Where yeah. it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you're a you're a scientist. So, you, you don't know what this is. So the story for anybody listening and not knowing what the fuck we're talking about, SCP forty nine. If you want to look it up and read along with us, they find him with a bunch of people that he's killed and has kind of reanimated. Right, yeah. he's got this weird doctor's bag that's basically a bag of holding. From D and D, yeah, yep. and, and Mary uh, Poppins, like a definitely yeah, Mary Poppins exa- bag, one hundred percent, yeah. So <laughs> dark Mary Poppins, yeah. So he's in, you know injecting these things and it's killing them and reanimating them and turning them into like creatures that I don't know whether they do his bidding or what, but he's claiming that he's curing them of the pestilence. Yeah. They ask him if he's like talking about the bubonic plague, but he's like, no, I don't know what the fuck that is. So it leads you to believe that like, does he think life itself is the pestilence? Does every is the idea that it's it's like one of those uh, Ouroboros uh, ways of thinking where it's like, well, a person is born and then they start dying. So being born is a disease. So you got to cure the disease by killing the person. It starts to eat its own tail. Yeah, you know, is that what it is? Like, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to make of it. Think it's just the well, at least the inference I got from because I I read the interviews instead of listening to them. Mm-hmm. And to me, it sounds like the pestilence is more the fragility of mortality. Because when he, yeah. he was actually describing what SCP-049 was doing was like adding shit, augmenting, and then reanimating to essentially oh, yeah. make them immortal. He was grafting shit onto them, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And he was pissed off when they kept getting like cows and stuff. He's like... Yeah, he wanted, he wanted the, people. The, the He wanted the people, yeah. One, one thing that I... I don't remember if it's like when in one of the interviews or what, but like he, it like in some interview out there, it uh, he said like, oh, there's a surprising lack of pestilence in the foundation. So like from that, again, it's just like, oh, he thinks everyone's stupid. From that small details, like okay, like what's what's different from this? And it could also lead to like the the like the fear of mortality thing, right? Because like all these supposed researchers are dealing with deadly events and creatures and whatever. And it's like, you can't be afraid to die for like facing that every single day. Right. Again, I like, I like the setup of these little breadcrumbs they give us. Like he doesn't have to eat, but he does just cause it kind of centers him. So he's still, yeah. a, a, you know, a man that has to rely on his faculties. He can't just like magically figure stuff out. He's keeping notes of things, and he's he he does rituals to whether as simple as eating cheese, ham, and crackers. That kind of centers him and makes him like able to work. It's interesting that when they give them these little details that don't seem to go anywhere, it can also work in favor of 
making it seem a little more creepy. Because yes. it's like, oh, he doesn't have to eat, but he does anyway. He enjoys the, the ritual of sitting down for a meal. Oh. And then he's keeping these notes, but it's in an unknown language, and all the people that they've tried to get to come in and decipher it are unable to break this weird code that he's yeah. devised and stuff. He's got human-like tendencies in that he loses his temper. You know, like an alien wouldn't lose its temper. It would just, like, tie you to a table and do and study you or whatever. But he's, like, he's reasonable. And a lot, so many of these SCPs, too, are, like, cordial, which is also creepy, you know? And yeah. the, like, what I, what I do also like about uh, the Plague Doctor, too, is in a lot of the stories, it's like he doesn't ever actively try to escape like the other ones. It's like if there's an escape attempt and there's like a blow in the facility or yeah. whatever, he's like, okay, I'll leave. He's stoked to be there because yeah. of the resources that and they the, have. Yeah, and then as soon as there's like, okay, we're going to capture you, which is like, okay, just tell me where. Go, yeah, so like, I'll stand wherever you guys want me to. Yeah. He, he uh, relinquished his cane that he used to beat the shit out of people. He yeah. made his own <laughs> cattle prod and then they like gave him a regular cattle prod to try to reanimate that cow. Like they worked with him up yeah. until he killed. Ironically, wasn't the guy's name Doctor Ham? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and he eats ham. I don't think that's a connection or anything like that. But it's a funny coincidence. Yeah, it's a funny coincidence. But yeah, he he reanimates the doctor that that he he was working with. So it's like, what made him snap? You know, what was the kind of? But, but it was probably just that he wanted a human. He's like, I've I've learned everything I can from you as a human being. Now your only utility to me is as a subject. So I'm gonna kill you and reanimate you. And I don't really care about that, but I'll still be polite. You know, like yeah. that's what I, that's there's a reanimate you into a horrific, yeah. angry beast. Yeah. But I'm, I'm there's, sorry. <laughs> there's a logic to it. That's not interesting to me when it's just a senseless raving monster that just wants to eat. You know, that can be done well. You know, if you're going to get mileage out of all these stories, it's better if there's like little quirks to each one. Yeah. You know? And there's, there's always stuff like that. Of like, like like the mileage on this character alone is near infinite because anytime that there's like a, like a new one written, or even just some of the ones that are have been established for a long time, like you see stories of like, oh, how does this SCP interact with this one all the time? Because I see those videos a lot too. Yeah, there's a lot of them are like, who would win in a fight? And it's like, yeah, that's but yeah, the the writing style. Back to talk about that, I've noticed the, the you know my. My introduction to a lot of these things were start, like reading creepypastas when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I would automatically stop reading a creepy a creepypasta if it was written in the point of view of first person with a lot of embellish, like a lot of purple prose and, you know, my hair stood up on the back of my neck as I approached the cellar door. It's yeah, like, that, I don't care about all that <laughs> stuff. My favorite stuff is, and the, the reference I told you about was that the staircases in the woods, the, it was like, I think it was taken from a Reddit thread that was like, um, I'm a park ranger. Here's all the crazy things that I've seen, or yeah. I'm a search and rescue guy. And here's all the wild stuff that I've seen in the like woods. It, it's told almost like this happened, like, like this happened. And it's more of like, a warning than a personal it's just, experience. It, it's just a personal anecdote. It's like something somebody would tell you like, like at a, at a bar, you yeah. know, like sitting, having a beer with you. Like, yeah, it was really weird. We saw this thing and my, I told my boss and he told me not to worry about it. It's not like I, if you're sitting, talking to somebody at a bar and you're like, well, when I was 
out there. I could feel the cold sweat come over me. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, it's like you would, you would just, it's written very in a very clipped, very like, these are the facts, blog post style, not blog post. It's like a, like a journal, just a quick journal entry, like keeping you guys apprised of all this, like not going to waste your time because you're just reading this. That seems more real to me and kind of more chilling to read and go through more interesting because it helps with my suspension of disbelief. I know this is all made up, but I know it's based on a certain things that are real. If you look into the staircases in the woods, it's a real thing. There are staircases in the woods. Yeah. Are they part of some house that somebody built in the 1800s and that's the only piece of the foundation left? Probably, sure, whatever. But it's still like drawing from a bit of reality and not cutting its own legs off by saying, you know, um, how scared you were the night that you saw it and the, the, the smell of your own shit leaving your asshole as you were running away or whatever. Like, yeah, I think like as soon as they start doing that, it's almost like it's telling you how to feel. Yes. Instead Brilliant. of yeah. like making you feel it yourself yes. as you're reading. Absolutely. It. Well said. Yeah. So it's, it's, and that's what it's when here in my notes, it's like, it's just like, let the horror speak for itself. Yeah. Don't try to take too much control. That being said, you know, a lot of like Lovecraft stuff, it's written in ways that start like, I'm writing these journal entries down because I don't know how much more time I have. Kind of, you know, like it has been 30 days since I arrived at this horrid outpost. And I will say at this point, I don't see much hope of ever returning. I don't know if anybody will find these. It's like if I read that today, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. But since that's in, since that's like informed all these stories that have come down the line after it. It's like, if you go to the source, it kind of sucks, but you see all the stuff that it's influenced, especially this stuff. Yeah. It really, it, it I mean, works really like, well. It was also kind of like that for the time. Yes. Yeah. Like 50 years down the line, probably all this SCP stuff is going to sound like exactly how that right, is to yeah. you right now. Lovecraft was writing these for like, uh, like zines back then, like the, 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 <laughs> the equivalent of zines back then or like, like not scientific journals, but like just like pulp, uh, magazines and journals and he would write into the newspaper and it would be this like long running story that he would post, you know, little by little by little over the, over the weeks, much like with, I was talking to Dan earlier about the backroom stuff and how it can get into the shit posting territory. Some of it can be really bad, but some of it can also be pretty fucking funny and yeah. it kind of weirdly slot into the lore like this, uh, this next one that you showed me. Yeah. So, <laughs> This is probably like the most like dudes broman kind of fucking SCP story. It rides the is. line. Yeah, it rides the line. And it's the whole story of Dr. Jack Bright. Mm-hmm. And he's an SCP researcher that was tasked to um, like research this amulet. This amulet like hooked up to his consciousness. Yeah. And then now it's like he can put the amulet on someone else's body. His consciousness is in the body. And like he's... He, basically immortal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because of this and his, and the personality that decided to uh, stick with him, he does a lot of Tom fuckery. Right. He's like, he basically just tries to do whatever he wants. And I think, isn't the background is his whole family was involved in the organization. It's kind of like a, a, the Bush family in the CIA slash government kind of like Pappy Bush was in the CIA and then became president. Jeb became a governor, you know, uh, George became governor, governor then and then president. Thank you. I was thinking about the baseball team when he owned that. That was, that's what he was having the time of his life when he owned a baseball team, just doing blow with guys in jock straps, cheating on his wife, being out drinking till all hours of the night. God, that must've fucking ruled. Anyway, allegedly, allegedly. And, uh, the satire. Um, yeah, sorry. Dr. Bright, 
there's an image on the wiki of like a gerbil wearing it's a guinea the, pig. It's a guinea pig wearing the amulet. Yeah, is it might be? It might have believed that that's him. Yeah, like he. <laughs> that's, that's funny. He um can pretty much like hook up his consciousness to any living thing, and it'll just act like that's real. That's 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 Doctor Bright. Yeah, and that's it's not something that's uncommon in some of these stories. Like there's one where there's a researcher that turned himself into a dog. There's a whole list of about like a 300 itemized list of basically sanctions on Dr. Oh, what Bright. he's not allowed to do anymore. What, what, what people aren't allowed to do because of him. Yes. My favorite. And one of the, and the very first one is you cannot feed peanut butter to doc, <laughs> to the, 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 the dog doctor. Right. Yeah. I forget his name off the top of my head. And that's why like the people who write this stuff are so clever. Whoever wrote the entry of uh, the porn factory disc where it's like a disc that you load it into a computer and it runs a program that you can type anything into and it'll show you a porn like it'll make a porn version of it you can type in like whatever and it'll it'll make it you know this like a sounds like sentient rule 34 exactly it's, yeah. it's like uh you can type in like you know a, a bear fucking uh an f-150 or whatever and it'll show you that and because of that there's a sanction there is no market for scp branded porn not yes. even in germany even in, <laughs> yes no not even in germany yeah and but what was really funny about the way that was written is again it's written like as if it were people studying these people it's like there's a section in there about how these people will be a, become addicted to this disc yeah. and not be able to stop in spite of their threshold for what shocks them and their inability to come unless they're watching the most crazy shit. But nothing's compelling them to keep watching it. It's just that it's like it's that's their little commentary on that. Ah, it's human nature. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want to jerk off until he can't come anymore. Yeah. And people who are addicted to porn and stuff have that where it's like, you know, I just I can't stop it. Nobody's compelling them to look up porn on their phone. Or, or whatever. Yeah. But and also like the same thing of like, once, once you go past that point of like watching like the ridiculous shit, you're right. not going to be like, Oh, I just want to watch some vanilla stuff today. When people smoke weed, they call it taking a tolerance break because you smoke so much weed that like you're just smoking to maintain feeling high or feeling normal rather. Yeah. And you don't feel high anymore. You just, you feel like you just, that's how you operate. And then when you're not smoking, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm fucking, I need to get high, but you don't feel high. So you stop smoking weed for like two weeks you smoke again and you're like, whoa, I feel like I'm high again. The first or the second time you get high is the highest you'll ever be, no matter how many drugs you do in your life. You know, well, I mean, obviously if you graduate to a different kind of drug, you'll be a different kind of high. But like, yeah. I mean, like with weed, that's, that's like what the, the thing is. Again, it's well written where it's like, you know, this scientist has noted in there that nobody's compelling these. It doesn't mind warp you into continuing to do this. It's just there. It's available. And since it's available these people can't help themselves. I was like, yeah, it's just, it's a good little comment on human nature and the nature of like self pleasure. And it's sorry about like self control and moderation, you know? Um, but yeah, the Dr. Bright thing, the, the thing about his family just reminded me of like, again, kind of painting this world with more realistic colors. It's not just about all these nameless characters that each person creates and they make up a new character who's got no attachment to anything like yeah. this character, Dr. Bright, every member of this family has been touched in some way by the organization and are involved in it in some way. Some of them have paid prices. Some of them are, have these weird conditions where, uh, you know, their lives are like a living hell. Some of them lose a loved one and, and they try to raise through the ranks and uh, just to get that loved one back only to have that taken away from them again. It's like, yeah. there's these, uh, th th sympathetic, but, you know, probably evil people that are way more three-dimensional based on the fact that they live in this shared universe 
with uh, with all this other stuff. The fact that I know SCP-49 exists in the same world as Dr. Bright, as funny as Doc- Dr. Bright is, and as much of it comes off like a shit post, it does help further that reality. There's yeah. stuff that happens in real life that seems like a shit post. Today, the ex-prime minister of Japan got shot by a pipe pistol from Fallout 4 and <laughs> assassinated. And, you know, that seems like it'd be a shit post, but that really happened. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like that's... You know, these people that are working on this stuff, it's better police than things like the Star Wars creative team or the, yeah. the MCU or, or the DC Ezra Miller expanded universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but my point is, is like these people aren't being paid. They're working day jobs. They're coming home and this yeah, is like man. a fun hobby for them. And it's so much more interesting than most of what else is out there right now. If it gets picked up by like a streaming service or whatever, I just hope they continue to make them like, this is a stealth Plague Doctor movie, or this is a stealth uh, Doctor Bright movie. They don't try to advertise it and incorporate it and rework it because, again, two two writers, or more realistically for Hollywood, like thirty seven writers who are all paid to put their little stamp on it that are trying to be clever. They're not going to do as good of a job as these like middle managers from like retail jobs that are coming home and hopping on their PCs, uploading stuff to a Discord server. That's like making their friends go like, whoa, that's fucking cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah. They're doing it for the love of the game. To your point of like having like say like Netflix. Yeah. Come through. I know there have been like fan stuff done before, like the video games, some short films or whatever. Yeah, that game control is, yeah. is an SCP thing pretty much. And like it was neat that they didn't directly advertise this. Like, oh, this SCP is going to be right. in there. Just like come see that. But I think if it was picked up by something like Netflix, that's exactly how it's going to be advertised. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah. We're going we're to take I was like trying the not to be cynical, but five, I agree with you. 100%. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And I would hope that that's something that th- that wouldn't happen. What I think what, when it, when it really works is when somebody makes something that's inside of them and it shares themes, shares some parallel thought with these SCP things, but they don't really go out of their way to try to adapt. So they're not coming yeah. at it from the fan angle. There's that show on Apple TV, uh, Severance. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I totally recommend it. And it's sort of like, uh, it's got shades of SCP in it. But the guy who wrote it, I think he did an AMA on Reddit or whatever. I'm not a, I'm not a Reddit guy, but sometimes if you need to know how to get a GameCube AV cable to work with an HDTV, there's only one place to go, and that's the fucking nerds on Reddit. Yeah. Reading this interview with this guy, and people were bringing up, you know, the SCP stuff. And he's like, I've never really looked into it that much, but that is cool that this element that I wrote about kind of shares some shades with this thing that happened. And, you know, if, if you're lucky, you get little drips of, of stuff because there's an expectation that comes along with something advertised as this is an SCP program and yeah. it'll come up with the logo and the cog will turn and stop. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, there'll be a, an article about how the original graphic designer who made the logo wasn't paid and you, know, you got to take that knowledge into it with you and stuff. But soft touch is the best way to go about stuff like that. Yeah. It, it evolved into more like much more of a visual thing with like the backroom stuff like you were talking about earlier, but I mean like that, 
very quickly got exploded, exploded, and yeah. shit posted too into oblivion. How many have you seen where Shrek is in the back rooms? Right? Yeah, or the one we you just, sent me earlier yeah. that was Ronald McDonald. Yeah, that like, was great. The only saving grace <laughs> of that King. one was that the the guy had a Baltimore accent. Who was, that <laughs> like, was oh shit. Yeah, I'm finna be I'm finna be tripping. Yeah, it's a fucking McDonald's down here. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. About to give me a fucking Big Mac, you. Did you notice on that one the poster of Ronald McDonald next to him is Bill Clinton without a face? I didn't know it was Bill Clinton. It, well, yeah. like, we it think like, it, it, it looks, looks a just, lot like it Bill looks Clinton. just like him. It looks like a so they took a picture. Have of him to look and at it again. Put a couple like effects layers on it and just removed the face again. Like the Doctor Bright thing. Some of the shit posts can be funny, but yeah. Doctor Bright's on a different level than like the McDonald's one. Talking about like the rules and the lore of it, the little visual like. You guys have known me for a long time. You know my favorite type of storytelling is visual storytelling. Yeah. If I can see a movie where there's two lines of dialogue, one at the beginning and one at the end, and it's good, fucking great movie. That's like my preferred type of movie where everything can be told with, with visuals. And little things that kind of uh, color in the rules of the world. Um, there's guys in hazmat suits inside the back rooms, and they're walking down a hallway. There's... Uh, it's like, like a, a striped. Thank you. It's like a caution striped. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're, they're breadcrumbing their way. So mm-hmm. they know how to get back. And uh, th- there's like, I had the idea I was telling Dan, like, you know, they, they're, they're trying to backtrack and they find their way back and they, they come across a room that's just nothing but the striped sticker that they use. And they have to kind of like untangle their way. You know, it's like shit that fucks with them back when they try to like, yeah approach it with their own real world logic. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't crazy about the, and again, so for people who don't know what the fuck, we always just jump in the middle. The The idea of the back rooms is you may have seen this, these things called liminal spaces. It's like a trend Twitter. There's a Twitter account for it. And it's just, it looks like places that are in between States. Um, not, not like, I think like the best way that I've seen it described is places that, always have a, bu- a huge crowd and you know it of having a huge crowd and are completely empty. empty. That's what I was going to say. It's like a shopping mall in the middle of the night yeah. with nobody in it. It's and there's no lights on or like a playground that's covered in snow and there's no children anywhere. There's, you know, and it can also be like, it can look like a house, but the, the staircase is in the wrong spot and it just kind of like unsettles you. It's like, it, look, it almost looks like an AI generated image. Yeah. So the more you look at it, the more it kind of feels fucked up and weird. So um, the back rooms is a big liminal space. It's, it's, a, it's a sequence of open yellow rooms, gross yellow wallpaper, yellow carpets, yellow fluorescent lighting with drop ceilings. And they're kind of segmented and separated by these little like alcoves and walls. It kind of looks like an empty office building. Yeah. I liked it when it was just the idea of like, oh, people just find themselves there. When they started saying, oh, the only way to get into them is to no clip, which is a video game term where um, clipping is a term for what is it, Dan? Is collision? Uh, yeah, it's a, basically you find that opening space. Um, where there's no collision. Yeah. So a, a video game, Mario sits on a block because there's collision detection between Mario and the block. If there's no collision detection, Mario will no clip or like phase through the block. So you no clip through the world and end up in the back rooms. And when they like, again, I don't know why I'm so picky about like what rules I like and what rules I don't, the way it was handled in a video we watched earlier where they're a bunch of kids shooting a shitty, uh, like a, like a high eight 
uh, I think that's how like it, a, it was like a school project yeah, it was like a video. school project video and the guy's backing up and all of a sudden he just falls there's another one where they were shooting a skate video and the guy like busts ass on a skateboard and no clips you end up in these back rooms and there's entities and creatures and sometimes they're friendly sometimes they're not sometimes they want the rules aren't always clear there's one that if you try to run away from it it'll have to chase you down and kill you. But if you don't run away from it, it will not, but it looks horrifying. It's like a really creepy looking thing. So, and and there's no like logic to it. It, It's indifferent. Like nature is, but it's so sterile and man-made that that clashes. There's, you know, you think of in an office building, this is where the coffee pot is. That's the break room. We go here from this hour to this hour, but in the back rooms, it's like nothing makes fucking sense. Yeah. The, shit post ratio on that has gone up because people have been able to make environments in blender the rendering stuff or whatever yeah. or they maybe they might use maya as well to to make like a 3d environment and you put a vhs effect like the the magnetic tape degradation effect and a little tracking thing on it and it kind of covers up the shitty textures and um how you can tell a good one from a shitty one i've noticed really quick is like how the camera moves if it moves like you're moving a mouse pointer real smooth and stops on a dime, yeah, that's, that's not good. But if it moves like a real, like they've taken time, like if you take your phone out and you just hold it up and walk through your house and you're looking around like, oh, did I hear something kind of a thing? You'll notice there's, you know, you'll overshoot a little bit. There's shake. When you zoom in, the shake increases. Yeah. You know, it's, it's extra. So all those little things kind of trick you into believing that this thing is real. And because CG was never utilized with VHS era type stuff to the effect that it is with like digital age type stuff, yeah. your brain's tricked into believing it because your brain's trained to see VHS and to take it as read that it was captured in camera because normally there was no CG application to VHS. Yeah. Again, that, it gets really boring to break down the logic of what makes it interesting, but it's kind of hard to explain because, like, there's not a lot of places for that one to go, which is why we get a lot of the shit posts and yeah. the React videos and the shitty video games that's where it's still so walking quickly. Similar. Yeah, it's it. That's the thing. It's like it really wore out its welcome quick. There are a couple ones out there who are really good. A couple YouTubers who are really good at creating a lore to it that's furthering that narrative. Yeah, I first realized that when. So like I had watched the the first one of like the the two the, the student film yeah, 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 people yeah. and that, that's when they know they slayed it in the beginning and then, yeah, yeah yeah um so like I had watched that so when because of that the the magical algorithm yeah. decided to like recommend me the it's like oh the the different levels of the back room that's, and all that yeah. it's like when the where the fuck did this lore come from that's and when people overly exp- I want to find it organically yeah i don't want to have it like over like that's what i call the potterfication of uh, fiction when like you think about a movie like star wars you just dropped in that's a spaceship that's a bigger spaceship this is a farm what are they harvesting? I don't know. Who cares? We'll figure it out later. And then you think to yourself, well, I guess it's a desert plant, so it must be like, a, he said evaporator. So, okay, it's moisture. It's a moisture farm. They never say moisture farm in the movie, I don't believe. But they, you, you can infer that through the thing. When you go into Harry Potter, it's like, welcome to Hogwarts. Today we're going to sit down and we're going to sort you and you'll go into your own category and each one of you will get points and points are, you know, you can get a, a dirt bike and then, you know, like <laughs> the, by the end of semester, yes. you can win a dirt bike. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's like, that's that 
is just it's not fun for me. It's like you know and that's what like the prequels. I don't really care for. I, I, I'm not a prequel hater, but like the way that they you know when you, well when you're six years old, the Jedi's come and get you and they take you to their their fucking <laughs> their, their fucking creepy temple and then you become a slave boy to an old man and then you train for this many years and you have a certain kind of ponytail and then they cut that off. It's like that shit's that's the potterification. That's the stuff I don't like. You know when it's like organic and it's like okay, this guy just made a video where a guy's lost in the back rooms and he's running away from all these scary things, but then he comes across guys in yellow hazmat suits and oh thank god it's people who are like maybe studying the back room they have equipment there they have shit laid out it looks like there's some sort of scientific aspect to it and look there's there's the breadcrumb trail of tape that they laid down okay and he's walking him out of the the back rooms and and he's kind of like you know i can't tell you everything kind of a vibe you know i'm gonna i don't really even know what i'm allowed to say to you or whatever and i'm inferring as i go and it's not being laid out for me, but I'm still engaged because I'm in the first person point of view of whoever this character is. And I want to know what happens to him next. Why is he coughing? He said he's been there for two days. They're like, oh, you shouldn't really be in here without a hazmat suit. And that's what inspires you to go to the wikis and to read the things. And then if you, you know, you do that while you're taking a shit, you know, you go on Wikipedia <laughs> and you figure out who, uh, Sebulba's grandparents were while you're pooping. That's what that's there for. You don't need that to be explained. You don't need to see a cutaway shot of them in the stands being really freaked out when Sebulba crashes, because that would take away from the triumph of the moment of Anakin winning the pod race. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, those things don't need to be overly explained. Um, and that's what these these and they make a a living out of it. These people are reacting and explaining. The thing that kills me and makes me laugh the hardest are the infographics uh, animations of all this stuff <laughs> because everybody's <laughs> just got a dumb smile on their face and they're yeah. like, there's like a giant monster spider thing and it stabs the guy and it's just like, yeah, I mean, like there, there's a whole thing with the SCP yeah. stuff yeah. around it and it takes away a lot of like the, the horror dread elements yeah. of it that are meant to be They're like the plague doctor where it's right. like every, when you see these animations of a scientist in the same room as a plague doctor, they're happy You may have smiling. seen the plague doctors from the, the far off times of the bubonic era, but you've never seen one like this. <laughs> He's got a special bag that can hold anything. D and D anyone. <laughs> like that's the, that's the kind of like, Level the only guy that, writing. yeah the only guy that's funny that I think is he he's got to be doing a bit um, and he's been talked about by other people but have you ever seen the YouTuber Chills No he you might have heard of him. he's like he, yeah maybe I, yeah maybe I've heard of him he's uh, across him but never paid is, attention he, he goes number four. Oh my this, god yeah <laughs> I know exactly this, who you're talking about this video was sent to a person from the channel who claims that there's a ghost in the window <laughs> it's like <laughs> why would anybody ever talk like that again he's gotta be doing a bit he's got a patrillion views because of people like me going dude you gotta look at this fucking idiot yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but um, that's sometimes fun to watch like a recreation angle but I mean, not to like get actual information. I can't handle that for more than like five. And he falls for the dumbest shit too. But yeah, there's, uh, I mean, YouTube culture kind of ruins everything. At least it's yeah. not like, I mean, I'm sure there's a Reddit for the SCP. I've never gone onto it, but um, I'm, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like it would be probably worse. I, I like the wikis cause I can just go in, go out and you read it and it's written out like you got a, a manila envelope 
Yeah. And you're looking at a dossier, or not a dossier, but you know, like you're looking at there's some redacted stuff, there's non redacted stuff, and you get the, there's links that you can click to other areas that are, you know, connected to it and stuff. And you go down these little rabbit holes. And, yeah. um, when and, I, so yeah. <laughs> I know we're like a little bit moved past it, but it, it, it instantly reminded me of how I even came across like the, all the SCP stuff in the first yeah. place. And it was through the infographic stuff that was recommended to me. So like, I watched those videos for a long yeah. time, like learning just like the basics of it in like 15 minutes and we'll wrap it up, whatever. And then I started looking on to the wikis and it's like, Oh, there's like a whole thing. And let's say like, whatever like gets you, there, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you, like, like what you're saying, it's like you're handing a middle of folder. As soon as I opened up the S the, the, the wiki for the plague doctor and saw that fucking, um, the X-ray, not the X-ray. The like is that like the the, the oh, thumbnail like the photo, se- the security yeah. camera the, the footage, security of, photo like, him of him. At the him. Desk. It scared the living shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, it's I creepy. By, I was by myself yeah. in my apartment, like just laying on my couch, and then that popped up. I was like shit. Some of the stuff, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's it unsettles you in a yeah. way that you don't really get, but you're. It's addicted. like where? It's like where? Yeah, and I I come back to it all yeah. the time. Like it's it's something like where it's like it's like it's that's scary enough that I just want to keep seeing more of it. Yeah, it's like where the fuck was this in the fucking the fucking videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get that same effect in the videos. The videos are good, like you said, to, as a gateway to get into it. You're like, what the fuck? There's a yeah. There's a monster that looks like a, a 12th century French aristocrat that eats people, and he looks like you know he's he's huge, which is a real one that I also looked up. Um, <laughs> I forget what it is. He's just horrifying teeth and he's really friendly and he invites people to hang out with him. Yeah, 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 I know, you're talking I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I forget his name. Yeah, I like that one. That he's was like also some type cool. of like gentle giant or yeah. something. Yeah, but like then that. if you piss him off, he'll just eat you. Yeah. yeah that's a, or make you into soup or something. And I think we, we got all the meat off that bone. But there's a couple cool things we didn't touch on, but we can we can always come back and do another round of these. I mean, you, you had one that was just a funny story about a guy falling out of a window. Uh, that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't even falling out of a window. Oh yeah, no. Well, we, we can cover that one super quick. There's a guy. Yeah, like this one's this one's very quick. Yeah. Where the way was, you put it was body checking windows, which yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> it, it was a guy that was, I believe, he was demonstrating to an architectural class. Yeah, where yeah, his he name was, was Gary like, Hoy. Yeah, Gary yep. Hoy. And he was just like, these windows are unbreakable. Yeah. And uh, proceeds to. <laughs> and he's not even. Ar- he's not even an architect. He's a lawyer. So oh yeah, with like- a running start, like <laughs> throws his entire body toward the windows. Like this is not gonna break, and then it breaks. Hey, welcome to the firm. Uh, <laughs> nice to meet you. Glad to have you on. I think you're gonna like it here. Yeah, that's uh, that's Jim. He's a real ball buster. Ha, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. All right, let me show you where the coffee machine is. Oh, uh, we're gonna go past these windows. Check this out. How cool this is. Uh, watch this. I bet you never seen a guy try to kill himself. Oh, oh see, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Let me do it again. Oh, okay, you dare me to do it a third time? What do you give me to do it a third time? Check it out. And then the whole window frame pops out of the the fucking building. <laughs> yeah. And he just fucking gets pasted. That was the best part too because the glass did not break. So <laughs> it's like, he's, he's, he's right. What, he, yeah, he was right, but whatever they used to seal that window and they did a shit job. Yeah, and, and I like how it says in here, um... Structural engineer Bob Greer was quoted by the Toronto Star as saying, quote, I don't know of any building code in the world that would allow a 160-pound man to run up against the glass <laughs> I fucking love and that. withstand it. He's basically just like, Y'all are fucking why this stupid. fucking lawyer thought he could demonstrate how it, he, he probably just like one day he probably just fell into it. It was like, whoa, it didn't break. <laughs> I guess that's because people kill themselves. 
huh, I'm going to tell everybody about this. <laughs> he probably did the same window every day. You know, then there's a, there's a it. shitty hack joke in there about like, oh, one less lawyer, but you know, yeah, <laughs> that one made me laugh. That tickled me. Um, this one's another one we could do a whole episode on, but the Wikipedia page for unusual deaths. That one's great. <laughs> there's like guys who did in the 1800s. Haven't we, haven't we, we touched dipped, on yeah, one. We've dipped the, into that before. The guy who jumped off the Eiffel tower while wearing a wingsuit. Yes. Um, That's awesome. That he made himself. I like to think that his like wife stitched it for him and he like in his last instant cursed her for that dumb bitch didn't stitch it right. You know, <laughs> some of them are sad. I don't know. So I'm trying to find a, a quick funny one, but <laughs> Steve Irwin's on the list. Oh, that's fucked oh no. <laughs> I think that's our funny one. My God. Some of these are grisly. The ones from like the 1800s are pretty fucking funny. Like one guy died because he was injecting something into his penis to try to get rid of a kidney stone. <laughs> he got an infection or something like that. I mean, it was Rasputin. He died crazy. Yeah, he did. He didn't die crazy too. Yeah, it's true. Okay, here, here it is. Uh, Franz Reich, Reichelt, uh, the tailor who leaped from the Eiffel Tower and fell to his death wearing a parachute made of cloth. His own invention. Oh, this one's fucking sad. Uh, George Millet, an American teenager who works as an office boy at an insurance company, um, in New York City was fleeing six young women stenographers at his workplace intent on giving him kisses for his 15th birthday while carrying an ink eraser in his pocket. As the women moved in for their kisses, he fell forward and the eraser's point pierced his heart, killing him. Damn, dude, just take the kisses. What for the real? Fuck? That's like, you're, you're that afraid of like <laughs> cooties? <laughs> oh, dude, cooties, gross. <laughs> oh, here's the best one. The guy who created the Pinkerton agency, like the bad guys in Red Dead Redemption 2. The, okay, so the founder tripped on the pavement and severely bit his tongue, which became infected with gangrene. Damn. So <laughs> they can bit his tongue to suck. Death. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Is <laughs> uh, hearing your wheezing? Yeah, that's Clement, how you know it's a good one. Clement Vladingham, 17th of June, 1871. Uh, and he was an American politician and lawyer who was defending a man accused of murder. He accidentally shot himself by demonstrating how the victim might have done so. <laughs> his, his client was acquitted. <laughs> and he would have done this like... <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Yep. All right. So uh, until next time. <laughs>